the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet recently announced that real IDs along with new driver's licenses will be mandated in 2019. We're going to discuss what this means to Kentuckians who plan to fly or drive next year. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Messenger Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me this week is Messenger Inquirer government reporter Jacob Dick. Changes are coming to Kentucky's driver's licenses next year to enhance security and to keep travelers on the move. Starting in early 2019 and rolling out statewide by spring, Kentucky will offer two new types of licenses, a standard driver's license and a voluntary travel ID. All licenses will have upgraded security features, arrive in the mail five to ten business days after visiting your local circuit court clerk's office. Joining me this week is Messenger Inquirer County Government Reporter Jacob Dick. And Jacob, we just heard, I guess you would call that a promotional advertisement from the state regarding its uh, transition over to real IDs next year. So, um, you know, everyone knows what a driver's license is, but starting next year, an option called Real IDs uh, will be introduced. And recently, you know, you wrote about this Real ID. So talk about what brought about the Real IDs. Well, the the term Real ID comes from the act that made it into law, and that was the, the Real ID Act of uh, 2005. And I'll, I'll give you a guess when that was uh, passed. But uh, it, it codified into law um, these provisions that gave the federal government the right to dictate what kind of safety measures that states had to implement into their driver's licenses. And um, that was kind of a, a big deal because before then, um, the federal government didn't have a lot of control over how people um, designed and, and uh, sent out their driver's licenses. Um, but if you're, if you're wondering why something like that you know, passed, why people that are really into state rights didn't make that an issue, um, you have to look at, at when it happened. It was right after 9-11. Um, and if you look at what the bill actually does, it kind of makes sense because um, people weren't really just focused on the whole license thing. It, this, uh, it built, this bill changed the visa limits for a bunch of different classifications of, of people coming in from outside the country. Uh, it funded pilot projects for border security, um, and it even tightened up the laws for people applying for asylum. Um, so it, and it wasn't even really until 2013 that the Department of Homeland Security um, kind of showed to the states that they were really serious about this whole license thing, and then they implemented one year period of delayed enforcement, which is like their way of saying, uh, you guys need to get started now. We're not going to uh, fully enforce this for a year, but um, basically this is go time. So, um, and there's been a few of those phases in the latest, uh, the latest adjustment put the deadline to right at 2020. So what has it taken so long for Kentucky to implement this? Um, well, we, we weren't the only ones behind the eight ball until about 2016. Um, and so the transportation cabinet couldn't do anything until they got their marching orders from the governor. Um, and when that first deadline really took effect, um, that was up to Governor Matt Bevin. And uh, the thing is, as soon as a bill to comply with the law hit his desk, he vetoed it. 
Um, and I think previously, uh, you can you can go back and read this, but some of my research, a lot of political commentators had said he had originally said he agreed with the idea, you know, a Republican candidate for governor saying, I want more safety, I want more um, vetting of, of people and their licenses. That makes a lot of sense. But uh, a lot of people said they were surprised, or some people said he was influenced by his Tea Party backers. Um, who the the Tea Party was one of the real groups kicking up a lot of uh, ang- angst against this thing because uh, they saw it as government intervention. It does have a kind of a Big Brother feel to it whenever you start looking at you know everything that they're going to require you to do and have in order to get one of these real ideas and 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 just to be able to have it just to fly from here to say Florida, you know. Um, there there is a little bit. Uh, more documentation involved, and uh, we'll probably get into that, but it's probably less than most people think, um, if that makes sense. The the way it's been described to me is it's taking all these government documents that are already floating out there with your name on it, and it's putting it in one file for people to, to pull up. Um, but in, in Bevan's own words, he said, you know, there's a lot of dissent and opposition over this bill, um, and he actually told people that he felt we should wait until the next presidential election uh, to see if we would have to do it at all. So how many states already require it? Um, so as of July 2018, um, there are 33 states and territories. So the 50 states aren't the only ones that have to do this. Um, 33 states and territories that have been certified as compliant. Um, 22 have been granted extensions. And one is not compliant. Do you think you can guess which one's not compliant? I'll give you a hint. They have a Girl Scout cookie named after them. It's American Samoa. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) It's a good thing I wasn't on Jeopardy then because I would have have lost. Um, So what's the difference between the the driver's license that you're going to have to have and the real IDs and, and then why the confusion? Um, well, I, the real confusion starts when you try to define what a real ID is, because the way Kentucky did it, they, they split it up into two different classifications of licenses, and they're they're both relatively similar. Um, the only real difference is what you had to prove in order to get one. Um, and so the regular license um, is kind of what you think of as a driver's license, and there's what they're calling the voluntary traveler's license. Um, you have to get that to get onto airplanes, but I'm pretty sure that's also the license you have to get in order to get onto military bases, uh, government buildings like the White House, nuclear plants, if you frequent those often, um, you'll have to have this. Uh, and so the, the standard one, um, you'll, you'll have to have something like your old license to show your proof of identity, your unlaminated social security card, and a proof of residence. The voluntary ID same thing, you'll just have to have two different forms of proof of residence to apply. Um, and they'll have added security features, but I'm not, I'm not really sure what those mean, because when I've asked about them, they, they've said that we don't have the specs of what they'll look like. Um, but I'm going to assume that they're probably some kind of advanced form of hologram uh, technology that we have on other things, other forms of ID right now. So... So you're also talking about, when you're talking about other ID kind of information, kind of like your birth certificate, right? That's one of the, or, 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 or will that be one of the 
mandated records you're going to have to have. For for people that have never had a license before, that will be something you'll have to bring in as a, 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 some of your birth certificate. But um, we were talking about earlier about, you know, Big Brother and, and knowing who you are and what you do. Um, I don't know if you have a newer license, but a lot of licenses now have barcodes on them. And the big deal about that is we have these licenses with barcodes, but county clerk's offices don't have any way to scan them. So a big thing about the initiative is um, they're going to go around to every county clerk's office in 120 counties and give them the equipment to finally just scan your license, pull you up on the computer. You can pay maybe your tags or something like that. Um, so it might you might make the line at your county clerk's office go faster. Well, I guess the thing that bothers me most about it it's not really the Big Brother thing. It's the fact they're going to make me find my Social Security card and my birth certificate. I have no idea where the where those two things are. Uh, I know I put them in a safe place, but it's one of those things you always forget where the safe place is. You know, right. so you got to get a fire safe, right? <laughs> and and uh, like in the middle of the room, where you know where you're kicking in the middle of the night. Um, and I, I misspoke earlier. I said county clerk. I meant circuit court clerk. So uh, will driver's licenses and real IDs still be handled by the circuit court clerk? Um, yes and no. You'll still go there to renew and apply. Uh, you're not going to walk out with a license, though. In five to ten days, they will mail it to you. So so we're, we are going to be able to figure out a way to keep the post office in business a little while longer. Absolutely. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another question, you know, that, that, that I think people will have, especially if you have kids or, or even minors, uh, will they be required to have any kind of ID to fly? Um, anyone under 18 won't need the IDs to board a plane. Um, people under 21 um, won't have the choice to get what they call the extended license because of the way the graduated license um, system is set up. You you get your permit, and then you get an intermediate permit, and then you get a license that expires um I think it's a week after you turn 21. So the you won't exactly get the full effect of the real IDs until after you're 21 when you can buy your eight-year license. My gosh, eight years. Yeah. I, I forget that I have a license, and it's only four years right now. <laughs> you know, I, I know people who, who, who drive around for six months before they realize, hey, you know, my driver's license is expired. I, I can't imagine going eight years and then remembering – that this is due again. Can you imagine what you're going to look like compared to that picture from eight years ago? But yeah, I mean, you're going to look like <laughs> it's kind of you're going to look like you know the president of the United States. And he looks young when he starts, and then by the time he's done, he looks all haggard <laughs> and everything. Um, so, um, so will this uh, make up for for passports? Will that will passports become obsolete, or that still you still need a passport to fly to another country, right? You still will need a passport to fly to another country. This is kind of a security measure that we've imposed on ourselves, and uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with the international travel laws. Um, but there was, you know, some some panic whenever we were in uh, we were not in compliance that you're going to have to get a passport if you want to board a plane. Um, you're you're going to get turned away at the airport if you don't have this ID. And luckily, Homeland Security gave us several extensions. So what's the cost for the IDs? Because uh, I know there are different layers to this depending on you know, which ID uh, that you're going to purchase. Um, if you're going to get a, uh, a 
uh, four-year license, it's going to be $24. And if you're going to get an eight-year license, it will be $48. Um, I actually checked out the, uh, the tra uh, Transportation Cabinet's website, um, drive.ky.gov, last night, and they had a nice chart of what prices will be. But they did not split up what the voluntary license and the driver's license would be. So I don't know if they're going to be the same price or if they have yet to announce that. But I didn't see that as of last night. So, so if you have, in other words, if you, if you think that in, in, within an eight-year time span that, you're, that you have an inkling that you're going to fly, you might want to get one of those uh, voluntary real IDs because I can count on one hand how many times I've flown in my life. But there's a, you know, there's a possibility I may have to fly somewhere in eight years. So is that mm. sort of the way you have to look at it? Um, yeah, kind of. I think when 2019 rolls around, I'm going to get one. Um, but as I was talking to the circuit court clerk, um, Susan Tierney, she was saying, you know, if your license is about to expire this year, um, you know, that she's been getting a lot of questions about, do I have to wait? Do I have to buy or buy a renewal and then have to buy this new one? Um, the 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 real answer that's floating out there is uh, to upgrade to a voluntary travel license at any time is $15. So you can get a regular license now. Then later, if you decide you need it, you can upgrade for $15. Um, so there's some people are going to get screwed. Some people are going to be happy to see it. Um, and I guess we won't know until you get on that plane. <laughs> well, I, I guarantee you, you know, there are, whenever this starts to take effect, I mean, this will be fully enforced, uh, what, in 2020? In 2020, you will have to have one of these, and luckily we're going to start implementing them around 2019. You know, and still, I guarantee you, you know, this isn't going to be an easy transition. You know, there, there are folks out there, like, you know, I, I know people who haven't even transitioned in, into cell phones yet, you know, so... Uh, so you can imagine what this is going to be like and getting people to buy into this. I mean, not that they're going to have a choice, but it's going to be interesting to see how well uh, this transition goes into effect, uh, you know, because it's a hassle just to go down and get your regular driver's license, you know. Well, so. The good news is other states have gone before us, so we can learn from their mistakes and their successes if we choose to. All right, Jacob, we appreciate your time, and thanks for joining us this week. Hey, thanks. That will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Mr. Inquirer reporter Jacob Dick for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquirer.com. Remember, you can find us on the Mr. Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes where you can subscribe to Inquirer. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquirer.